All right, family, this is Randy Harden, the prayers. And there's two things I want to speak about today. Knowing your purpose and understanding why you even exist. Hmm. I'm going to start with knowing your purpose. I believe that when you know your purpose in life, you know what direction to go, you know what direction, you know, to uh, look forward to and understand this, that even though you have a solid plan, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But one great thing about it that, you know, you know your purpose, you know, and just knowing your purpose, then you can make some adjustments. And so even if you have a setback of any kind, you know, you can always bounce back. So knowing your purpose really stood out in my mind. And I said, well, I'm going to elaborate on that because I would I would love for the people to to uh, to just think about it. Just think about it. You know, do you know your purpose here on Earth? Because we was all blessed with something that we do better than anybody else. Nobody can beat me doing what I do. That's just what I believe. Even when I'm elaborating on knowing your purpose and understanding why you even exist. And I can only think, you know, uh, back to when I was conceived, you know, I still had a purpose, even though I was born out of wedlock and uh, never knew my real father till I was 18. And even though I ended up in prison six different times, because of my crack usage and just being out there on them streets, I still had a purpose, but I had to find out what it was. That's, that was the whole key. Finding out your purpose. Finding out your purpose. Finding out your purpose. And then just to understand why you even exist. You know, I constantly think about how I survived in prison six different times. And it was only by the grace of God. I can't take no credit for that. Understanding why you even exist, to me that's a broad statement that can truly be answered now. But when there's a purpose for your life, I believe that you know, it's greater than what you may be going through. It's something else behind the curtain. And once you take time to find out what your purpose is, but then it starts to roll out. And you will have a better understanding of why you even exist. Because the truth of the matter is, we all have something something to offer whether you're talking to a kid whether you're talking to a young adult whether you're talking to your wife or your husband you must know that you do have something to offer even though my life took a a great turn from how I used to live when I was younger Because I used to go to the skating ring. 
I spent all my time there. You know, I was a flirt, you know, and, and I had girlfriends. That's with a Z, not a S. <laughs> but I learned, though, that that wasn't even my purpose. But my father had 38 kids, and I never knew him, but I came from the seed. So the seed represented who I was going to be. You feel me? And so even with my father having 38 kids, and I'm acting like my father but don't know him, it's not a, it's not a, 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 amaze, it's not a amazement to me that I turned out like him. Because I was acting like him and didn't even know him. Some of y'all will catch that on the way home. <laughs> Why are you listening at this rolling? But my father stood for some other principles that I didn't investigate. Using drugs every day, all day. I didn't know that. Now, my dad that raised me from two years old... He never introduced me to drugs, weed, alcohol, crack, pills, needles. He didn't do that. It was church and work, work and church. And so he was <clears throat> grounding me in what he thought was my purpose. But a lot of times it's not up to the other individual to tell you. You have to figure it out on your own. And it's cool. It's cool. Because I got it. You know what I'm saying? I got it. And I don't mind sharing it. I had somebody tell me, man, stop telling everybody that you used to be on drugs and you've been to prison. You know, that's a person that's ashamed of where they've been. And so they want you to feel that same shame. You understand what I'm saying? And so... I'm not shamed and embarrassed, you know, about what I went through, you know, uh, because I, guess what, I already been through it. And when I told people, you know, uh, that I was sorry for what I, for what I did, I apologized for what was, was said, listen, I dropped that stuff. I dropped that stuff every time I told somebody, I dropped it. And so to understand why you, you even exist, like I said, it's a broad statement. But if you find out, and I'm not going to say if you're lucky enough, I'm not going to say that. That's not what I mean. When you find out why you even exist, then and only then, you'll understand your purpose. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. And I want you guys to get ready, get ready, get ready. Because I need you to be able to seal the deal with Randy Harden the Prayers. When you hear this broadcast, please, I'm dropping nuggets. So I'm going to ask you to do something. Like and share. It's all about helping somebody else. The Bible says that what you make happen for others that he'll make happen for you. So when you understanding why you even exist, you'll know the truth. And while you're at it, find out what your purpose is. Find out what your purpose is on this earth. And you don't have a whole lot of time. 
So a lot of that TV time, uh, a lot of the computer time, uh, <laughs> a lot of that phone time, that Facebook. Listen, I do all that as well. I do it as well. I try not to do it as much uh, because I'm writing down things. Now, I got a tablet. I got everything in this one tablet. I pack this tablet around as if it's that blanket that that Charlie Brown character carry. I have it with me everywhere I go. So, so let me say it briefly. Understand why you even exist. Just think about it. But come to a resolution. And then find out what your purpose is. And I guarantee you, your life will be better and better and better and better. This is Randy Harden, The Prayers. I thank you guys for listening. And please like and share this particular podcast. I thank you so much. God bless you. All right, I'm going to pick up where I left off at. This is Kobe's Memorial uh, Part 2. I know I talk about numbers a lot. And uh, I mentioned to you guys in Part 1 that my wife and I was together as girlfriend and boyfriend at 13 and 16. And then at 18, my father turned me on the crack and then six times in prison, and then released in 2004, got married in 2005, and been together now for 14 years. See, all those numbers mean something significant. And uh, that's why, you know, we need to really take a look at things that even the day you was born, it means something, it's very significant. So when you find yourself uh, dealing with someone and you say something crazy or, you know, you, you do something that you know you're going to regret later, but you just have to say it or do it, remember that time and, and, and make it right. Make it right. Because, you know, it's hard to get another opportunity to do something right. So you, you need not to prolong it, you need to go on and do it. Even Michael Jordan, his shoes, his logo, his 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 saying, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Because you never get a second chance to make a first time impression. And then if you do something wrong to offend someone, you need to straighten that thing out. Because life is too short. You know, people that have either did something to Kobe or said something negative about him, you know, guess what? They have to deal with that, you know, in their own time, and they have to do it pretty quickly because life will go on, and you'll be wondering why things not going right or or you always having hiccups in your life. And so, you know, you need to straighten out whatever you messed up. You got to clean up what you messed up and then start life once more and again forgiveness is another another point I want to touch on because that's what it's all about forgiveness you know if you're able to forgive someone well then you're doing a great thing and then you know even with my father 
coming back to me wanting to uh, ask me, well, pretty much tell me he was sorry and he apologized and then he hit me with the gut punch. He asked me to forgive him for what he had turned me on to that very well could have could have damaged my mind, could have killed me, you know what I'm saying? And so he wanted to clean his slate, and I don't blame him, you know, especially when you know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You got to straighten your life out because you know all the rules. You know, forgiveness is something that Jesus said on the cross. You know, he looked up at his father. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And a lot of times, some of us mentally don't get to that point. <clears throat> we'll take it to our grave. But why? But why? Because you don't know what the consequence is going to be. You know, the word says that, you know, don't don't lay down on something like that. You know, if you got to all with your brother, straighten it out. And so, you know, uh, it behooves you that if you have done somebody some wrong or you've said something to somebody that wasn't right, it's best to go back to that person and make it right and make it right. Because like, you know, everybody's mourning Kobe's death now, but it was a celebration actually, you know. And so I'm going to say it again. It behooves you that if you did something wrong to somebody, straighten it out because it's all about forgiveness. You got to forgive. You must forgive. It's mandatory that you forgive. And so, uh, you know, you know, life, life is, is, is not complicated and it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a time that you can just forget about. You know, you have to understand that, that life goes on, but if you're able to forgive, your life will be better. And so I want to just pass that on to you guys in this podcast for part two. And uh, when I come back, I'll be talking about something different because I want to make it relevant to you guys about things in life, you know, and not just what I've been through, but the 20,000 people that showed up at the Staples Center and uh, for them to mourn the death of Kobe. You know, yeah, they cried, but it wasn't a boo-hoo session. It was a celebration of the things that he have accomplished. Him being a great father, him being a great husband, you know, uh, living life, coaching, did 20 years in the NBA, 18, 17 coming in and, 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 and went pro and did some spectacular things. And so we need to remember him for the things that he did on this earth that was good. When you're, when you're good, I weigh you bad, but then you got a good shot to make it to heaven. But when it's the other way around, mm, listen, just think about it. Just think about it, because forgiveness is the best thing in the world. I promise, forgiveness. And when the opportunity come your way to forgive somebody, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. I didn't. And so, guess what? You shouldn't either. Do the right thing. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. This is all about Kobe's memorial today. And uh, I'm proud to say that I knew him. I don't have to, I don't have to have been and met him or touched him or anything like that. 
his spirit was genuine. And so you guys keep that in mind. If it's, and if it's somebody in your life that you need to forgive, do that as quick as possible. I'm signing off. This is Randy Hard the Prayers. And when you see this broadcast or hear this broadcast or this podcast, like it and share it. It may help somebody. Like it, share it. It may help somebody. Like it and share it. It may help somebody. Because forgiveness is the key. Peace. I'm out of here. All right, family, this is Randy Harden, the prayers. Just got done watching the Kobe Memorial service where, you know, joined by his wife, 20,000 fans that love the man for real. Beyonce sung a song and then she came up, which is Kobe's wife, Miss Bryant, and uh, Shaq and Jordan and his best friend, uh, Christina Aguilar and Lisa Keys and it was amazing. It was just simply amazing to see those many people in the Staples Center gathered for one individual. You know, I want to talk about here briefly, uh, this is why if you have any beef with someone, you need to straighten it out. need to clean it up. need to make it right. Because you never get another chance to make it right if this person leaves this world. And so uh, I can't say it won't it won't make it better, but who will it make it better for if you try to make amends after the person passes? So we have to clean our side of the street. I like to say clean your front porch. And uh, even for Miss Gale, people have to forgive that woman because she did it for the wrong reasons. If uh, if she'd have thought about it, what she wanted to say before she said it, uh, her as an African-American woman, she wouldn't have said it, but it was done for a negative reason, like for ratings. Uh, we just have to understand that that mouth that mouth will get you in a lot of trouble. It gets you through a lot of doors, but your character won't keep you there. And so even with the the breaking news when we found out that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter crash, everybody felt that. Everybody felt that. And so, you know, even with uh, Michael Jordan talking about it, on the podium amongst the 20,000 plus people he didn't mind showing his emotions for a little guy he called little brother they used to call him at 1 o'clock 2 o'clock 3 o'clock but when that passion is 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 so huge you know in an individual and you have what they need they gonna get it one way or another so the friendship was there, the relationship was there, and so he had the green light to be able to call the goat at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning to ask obscene questions, looking for a decent answer. That's friendship. And then, you know, 
he got very emotional when that happened. And so, you know, us as as men and women, if you knew that if you offend someone, you need to make it right as quick as possible. Quick story. My father turned me on the crack at 18. Now, he ended up in prison six different times behind drugs. My last and final time <clears throat> coming home out of prison, which was in 2004, I haven't turned back. You know why? I made up mind not to ever travel that way again unless I'm going to speak and give my testimony. But I realized that after I got home, I had to fend for myself with the help of the Lord. And so I figured this thing out from what this old man gave me in prison. He said, man, the only thing you got to change is one thing. I say, for real? Just one thing? He said, yeah. He said, that's everything. You got to change everything. You can't go back around the same people. You can't do the same things that you used to do. You can't go the same places you used to go. So I took it at heart. And I changed that one thing. God blessed me with my girlfriend when she was 13 and I was 16. He gave me one more shot to be with her and, and, and pack fair and do the right thing. So it's been 14 years. See, numbers mean something. I've been calling all these numbers out. Let me run the numbers over one more time. All right, family, this is your boy, Randy Harden, the Press, coming to you with part two of Meeting New People is Not a Risk. It's an adventure. Listen, I want to really just elaborate on this for this part two. Uh, I never want to really go past part two, but if if I have something to say, I want to be able to serve it to you uh, concerning meeting new people. It's not a risk. It's an adventure. Uh, a lot of times when I meet people of all walks of life, I find out things that uh, I didn't know. And, uh, it's always a pleasure of mine to know more about people. You know, we're here on earth to uh, help one another, uh, even though a lot of people don't do that or they don't believe in that or their actions speak louder than words and it never go forth. But here I am. You know, I understand that the word says that what I make happen for you, that God will make happen for me. I'm paraphrasing it, not coming too biblical, but life is 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 full of uh, of joy, of meeting people. You know, a lot of us uh, are are either kin by name or kin by blood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of us African-Americans, we call everybody cuz. Hey, cuz, what's up? What's up, kinfolk? You know, and sometimes when you think that you're meeting a stranger, he's really or she's really not a stranger. This person has something in common with you that you have to find out. 
And a lot of times when uh, I meet people, whether it's in a store or or whether it's uh, in a business uh, uh, atmosphere or networking place or, you know, church, it doesn't make a difference. I'm, I'm always trying to seek out people uh, trying to find out who they are. So therefore, they'll know who I am in the earth, you know. And so uh, a lot of times when we don't go as far as we're supposed to go to find out who people are, we'll miss it. And what I mean by that, you'll miss the blessing because people are here for a reason. Uh, getting to know other people that you don't know I know in network marketing, they call it the cold market. I just call it a market. <laughs> and and just being kind and courteous to people, you'll get a better response of who they are. Ain't nobody going to tell you who they are if you got a bad attitude. If you walk up to somebody with a pleasant greeting, guess what they're going to do with you in return? They're going to give it back to you. And then you can find out some things like, you know, starting out a conversation, asking them, say, man, what do you do, man? And uh, the response, the response can be something fantastic. Uh, nobody ever just blurts out that they're they're into this or they're, they're into this. You know, they got to ease it to you. Because sometimes people choke on what you uh, bring them because they can't handle it. You know, I like that movie where it says uh, uh, the man was on trial. Uh, I can't think of his name. And the other gentleman said, you can't handle the truth. You know, and the truth about some people can can frighten some people, can scare them off. But when truth is being spoken, guess what? I'm just like E.F. Hutton. You know, when he speaks, everybody listens. When my people speak to me, I, I don't care what race you are. You know what I'm saying? I consider you to be my people. And when you're talking, guess what I'm doing? I'm listening. I'm trying to find out. And I know I brought this up in uh, part one segment of meeting new people. It's, it's not a risk. It's an adventure. Uh, you, you know, you have to be intentional about getting to know someone, you know, Watch them, find out what they're doing and observe it. And then say, take a look at the conversation in your head. Greet the person and allow them to give you what they have. And I know if I wouldn't have uh, spoke to this young man after I saw him taking pictures of some hamburger patties, the conversation would have never came, came out. But I was curious and I was nosy. I tell my wife all the time, that's what people are. We're we're two things, if nothing else. We're curious and we're nosy. Now, if you're not curious, you won't ever find out what's on the other side. You never know if somebody have $10 million that they want to invest in you because they see you doing some things, some great things. You never know, you know, if that person has a house that they just want to give you. You just never know what that person have have inside of them to be able to help you along the way or put you on point. And so I advise any and everybody that if you're uh, a network marketer, talk to everybody. If you're a kind person, talk to everybody. 
because your spirit has to be uplifted by positivity in order for you to get what you need to get. Now, if you're negative and you put negativity out, guess what? That's what you're going to get back. You'll be miserable. You'll be upset. You'll be mad. Your spirit will be all convoluted. Listen, you have to, you got to change some things and change is not bad. But when you have the gift of gab, treat it as, as such. It's a gift of gab. And if you treat it as such, guess what? Life will be better. In your spirit, you'll be more happy, you know, happier about even living. And so I advise any and everybody to know that meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. Because it can take you on a roller coaster ride and take you places that you've never been. And so, you know, I don't like roller coasters, but I'm just using that as an analogy. But take it like a grain of salt. Get to know people. You never know what a person has to offer through conversation to make you better. And just to meet new people, it's a thrill for me. Uh, whether I'm doing insurance, whether I'm doing my gospel radio station, uh, whether I'm, I'm, I'm just meeting people to find out who they are for my podcast because everybody wants someone that can make an impact on their life and in return, guess what you do? You make an impact on theirs just with your information, your positivity, you know, and so uh, I'm loving this uh, uh, doing these podcasts and getting the information out, and uh, just for just for time's sake, I want you guys to know that the guy that I met at H E B store right here in Houston, Texas, if I wouldn't have broke the ice with him, I wouldn't have never found out that his brother was a movie producer right here in Houston, Texas. That can very well help us get exit to freedom, not off the ground, but in the air. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying, because my wife did her due diligence and got the movie on the map. And so now, guess what? It's time to take it further. Exit to freedom. And uh, like I said in the in the first broadcast uh, podcast about meeting new people, it's not a risk. It's an adventure. You 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 very well need to open up your mouth and talk to people and get comfortable doing it if you're going to ever be, you know, a speaker, uh, a podcast person that get gives information out or just merely a conversation with someone. You got to know how to talk. You have to know how to how to uh, uh, go in and out. You got to know when to talk and when to be quiet. You got to know you got to know these things. These are the golden rules to a successful podcast and uh I just want to pass a few nuggets, but I'll be back with another great segment. And I want you guys to uh, like it and share it and pass it on. It may help somebody, even if it's not good for you. Listen, just like it and share it. It may bless somebody else. I was, I said earlier that what you make happen for others, that God will make happen for you. It's some things that you may need that I probably can't give to you. But if you pass the information on, your blessing is right around the corner. And so guess what? My name is Randy Harden of Prayers, and I enjoy doing what I do, using my gift for what it's supposed to be used for. 
This is Randy Harden, the Prez, and I'm going to get back at you real soon. Please like it, share it, pass it on, talk about it. And if you have any questions for me, guess what? Inbox me and let me know. If you got a child or a young man that I can speak to, I want to be able to help concerning drugs, alcohol, prison, that nightlife, uh, that darkness. Because, see, once you come into the light, the darkness got to go. And so I want to be able to give it to you raw and uncut. And so if you have a person that wants to talk about something, uh, give me a, uh, uh, but not give me a call, but inbox me. Inbox me. Let's talk about it a little bit more. This is Randy Harden, the prayers coming from uh, H-Town. And uh, uh, if, if you believe that this information has been helpful to you, inbox me. Inbox me. Let's make this relationship what it's supposed to be. And uh, I'm going to definitely get back with you. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. Thank you. All right, family, this is Randy Harden, the prayers. Talking to you about meeting new people. It's not a risk. It's an adventure. Remember now, meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. For instance, I believe a few days ago I mentioned this, that I was at HEB store and I saw a young man taking pictures of these hamburger patties. And so I saw it, so I, I decided to address it. And this is my way of of uh, introducing myself to the cold market. This young man was taking the pictures, and when I eased up on him, I said, Say, man, there must be some nice patties there, hamburger patties. And his response was, well, now they are, they're usually a different price uh, for less. I said, well, what is it now? He said, well, it's, a, it's still a good price, but you're getting like 40 patties for $20. I said, wow. Well, the conversation proceeded, and I end up uh, talking with him about a little bit of my life story, and then he told me how he uh, got here in Houston, Texas, and uh, which he was from Washington. I was like, wow, but what are you doing down here? He said, well, I'm, uh, I'm in med school. I said, all right, all right. And I drive Uber. I said, okay, okay. And then when he allowed me to get back into the conversation, because you have to let people talk as well. And so... When he gave me the opportunity, he laid it out like this here. He said, so what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I had a I had a moment to give it to him. And so we mentioned about the movie that my wife, Michelle Harden, the brand master, uh, created for me. He said, wow, wow. I said, what's the matter? He said, man, I know this is, boy, this is definitely God. I said, why you say that? He said, because my brother is a movie producer right here in Houston, Texas. I say, really? He said, I'm going to shoot you a couple of trailers and I'm going to put you guys in contact. And you guys make him run the movie by him or, uh, you know, recreate the movie. 
because uh, he's always looking for new things. Well, guess what? I was game for all of that because I knew it was something or some reason why God allowed my eyes to get fixated on him taking a picture of some meat patties. Sometimes it may seem strange the way you meet people, but God is always in control of how you're meeting them, where you're at, and if you're by yourself. Because if God has something for you, believe me, it's for you. And he going to make sure it's just you, the way you can understand where, where the gift came from. You won't be misled or confused to know. Man, I wonder how this happened. No, you don't have to think that. You're going to know immediately. And I told the guy, I said, you say one more thing, I'm going to take off running. Because I was happy. I was, you know, uh, uh, I felt that fuzzy feeling inside of me. Because I'm telling you, if you open up your mouth and you speak to somebody, you may feel like, wow, this man don't even know me from Adam. Or this woman don't even know me from Adam. But it's something that you prayed about. It's something that you're about to experience. So that's why I say meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. So it behooves you that when you meet people, whatever you may be doing... Because if they don't know somebody, they may know somebody else that knows somebody else that may know somebody else that can help you. But a lot of times, God has set it up where it's for your eyes, it's for your ears, and for your spirit to be able to meet up in the visual in the weirdest place. Now in the supermarket, listen, (laughs) H-E-B, Fiesta, Kroger's, Randall's, you know, it don't make me a difference. I'm going to speak to someone. All you have to do is be looking. That's all. So I repeat this. I'm going to repeat this one more time. Meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. I didn't took up enough of your time, but I appreciate you guys taking a listen at my broadcast my podcast liking it and sharing it and guess what we have a lot of more great information coming forth seal the deal with Randy Harden the prayers you guys be sure to keep your eyes uh, uh, open for that seal the deal with Randy Harden the prayers I have some great mentors on my side on my team that, that school me and so I don't mind passing it down. So you guys keep your eyes and your ears open for Seal the Deal with Randy Harden the Prayers. Be sure to like this and share it. Thank you guys so much. God bless. All right, family, this is Randy Harden the Prayers. I'm talking to you about meeting new people. It's not a risk. It's an adventure. Remember now, meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. For instance, I believe a few days ago I mentioned this, that I was at 
H-E-B store and I saw a young man taking pictures of these hamburger patties. And so I saw it, so I, I decided to address it. And this is my way of, of uh, introducing myself to the cold market. This young man was taking the pictures, and when I eased up on him, I said, Say, man, there must be some nice patties there, hamburger patties. And his response was, well, now they are, they're usually a different price uh, for less. I said, well, what is it now? He said, well, it's, a, it's still a good price, but you're getting like 40 patties for $20. I said, wow. Well, the conversation proceeded, and I end up uh, talking with him about a little bit of my life story, and then he told me how he uh, got here in Houston, Texas, and uh, which he was from Washington. I was like, wow, but what are you doing down here? He said, well, I'm, uh, I'm in med school. I said, all right, all right. And I drive Uber. I said, okay, okay. And then when he allowed me to get back into the conversation, because you have to let people talk as well. And so when he gave me the opportunity, he laid it out like this here. He said, so what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I had a, I had a moment to give it to him. And so we mentioned about the movie that my wife, Michelle Harden, the brand master, uh, created for me. He said, wow, wow. I said, what's the matter? He said, man, I know this is, boy, this is definitely God. I said, why you say that? He said, because my brother is a movie producer right here in Houston, Texas. I said, really? He said, I'm going to shoot you a couple of trailers, and I'm going to put you guys in contact. And you guys make him run the movie by him or, uh, you know, recreate the movie. Because uh, he's always looking for new things. Well, guess what? I was game for all of that. Because I knew it was something or some reason why God allowed my eyes to get fixated on him taking a picture of some meat patties. Sometimes it may seem strange the way you meet people. But God is always in control of how you're meeting them, where you're at, and if you're by yourself. Because if God has something for you, believe me, it's for you. And he going to make sure it's just you, the way you can understand where, where the gift came from. And you won't be misled or, or confused to know. Man, I wonder how this happened. No, you don't have to think that. You're going to know immediately. And I told the guy, I said, if you say one more thing, I'm going to take off running. Because I was happy. I was, you know, uh, I felt that fuzzy feeling inside of me. Because I'm telling you, if you open up your mouth and you speak to somebody, you may feel like, wow, this man don't even know me from Adam. Or this woman don't even know me from Adam. But it's something that you prayed about. It's something that you're about to experience. So that's why I say meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. So it behooves you that when you meet people, whatever you may be doing, 
Because if they don't know somebody, they may know somebody else that knows somebody else that may know somebody else that can help you. But a lot of times, God has set it up where it's for your eyes, it's for your ears, and for your spirit to be able to meet up individual in the weirdest place. Now, in the supermarket, listen, <laughs> H-E-B, Fiesta, Kroger's, Randall's, you know, it don't make me a difference. I'm going to speak to someone. All you have to do is be looking. That's all. So I repeat this. Thing. I'm going to repeat this one more time. Meeting new people is not a risk. It's an adventure. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. I didn't took up enough of your time, but I appreciate you guys taking a listen at my broadcast, my podcast, liking it and sharing it. And guess what? We have a lot of more great information coming forth. Seal the deal with Randy Harden, the prayers. You guys be sure to keep your eyes uh, uh, open for that. Seal the deal with Randy Harden the Prayers. I have some great mentors on my side, on my team that that school me. And so I don't mind passing it down. So you guys keep your eyes and your ears open for Seal the Deal with Randy Harden the Prayers. Be sure to like this and share it. Thank you guys so much. God bless. family this is randy harden the prayers talking about finding your motivation part two listen in order to find your motivation you must search deep inside of yourself and remember this when you're searching within yourself be honest be honest and gravitate towards something that can truly motivate you to do what you need to do to be successful. Now, being successful is not just money. It's not just money. It can be a variety of things. The way you greet people, the way you uh, sit and have a conversation with someone, uh, just the way that you approach someone, you know, you can find success in a lot of things. But be true to thyself. Therefore, when when life deals you a hand that you may not like, you can deal with it. For instance, when I was at the store just the other day and I saw a young man and he was talking about some hamburger patties. Well, guess what? The hamburger patties turned to me telling him my story about my life to the movie that my wife made for me called Exit to Freedom. Well, come to find out, the young man that I was talking to about the hamburger patties, his brother is a movie producer out of Houston, Texas. (laughs) Go figure. Wow. The conversation proceeded He gave me his brother's number. He showed me his brother's work as a producer. 
right here in Houston. So, you know, me greeting him, him greeting me, he was taking pictures of these hamburger patties. And it was like 40 patties for $20. And so me being curious and nosy, like a lot of us should be, I asked him, say, man, it must be a good price on that, on that item. And he said, yeah, man, you know, you don't usually get 40 patties for $20. And then he told me that he was on the keto diet, meaning no bread, no rice, no potatoes, and things of, of, of that nature. But the conversation turned, the conversation turned to my life story. And I went in right there in the store. It was so intriguing to him until I showed him the, the, the picture of me sitting in a background shot of the people that was at the movie three years ago. And he said, wow. I said, what's the matter? He said, man, my brother is a movie producer out of Houston. He said, let me shoot you the trailer. He shot me the trailer and then he pulled it up on his phone and I watched the work. I observed it real good because I've been talking to my wife about revisiting the movie Exit to Freedom. And when I'm adamant about something that I feel in my spirit, I really go after it. I've been talking to her about it and uh, being very persistent about it. And I said, man, we need to get this movie out. We need to talk about it more. We need to put it out there. And all of a sudden, God opened up a window of heaven and dropped the angel right in the meat department. Now, some people may call it coincidence. Some people may call it just, you know, hey, something just, that just happened. But nothing happens for nothing. Everything is planned. My life is planned. It's my destiny to find that one person. And I found him yesterday in a HEB store. So not only do you shop for food or drinks or or, or snacks or, or anything like that. You can find people, but you have to be looking. You have to observe. You have to be searching. The Bible says, even if you seek, you will find. And I was proud to know that somebody was in H-E-B. But let me tell you, I followed instructions. My wife had told me, baby, go to H-E-B. So I passed by Walmart and to go into the store and get all the items that I had to get. I found this guy named Chi-Chi. <laughs> Chi-Chi? Come on now. Now this young man showed me the, the, the trailers of his brother's work. And I mean, listen, Netflix is calling him and, and cable companies are calling him to put his stuff on TV. And then he's broadening out to movie theaters. What's the chances of that? 
Finding your motivation means just that. Find. So that means that you have to be looking. And if you go to the extent of it, that means you're searching. Well, I'm always searching because I have big ideas. I know where I'm supposed to be at. So I'm I'm getting there. I'm not trying to get there. I'm getting there. I will be making contact with his brother, well, at least my wife and I. And I will be coming back to let you guys know that if we seek, we'll find. Find your motivation within yourself and continue to move. See, if you're not moving, you're standing still. If you're standing still, you're not doing nothing. And when you're not doing nothing, you can't expect a positive result because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. See, finding your motivation means that someone has the information that you're looking for. And finding your motivation means that if you seek, you are fine. Even in the meat department, this guy here has connected us by uh, via telephone, via cell phone, to reach out to his brother. And he told me, he said, listen, man, I can't make no promises. But when it's said like that, that means that whatever you're looking for is coming. It's coming. But you have to be on point. Finding your motivation means your attitude has to be different. You have to be different. Understand what I'm saying. Finding your motivation means that you've got to be seeking. You have to be watching. The Bible Bible even says this. We have to watch, fight, and pray. Because some people don't want the the great things that you may have in your heart, in your mind, and especially in your soul. Success is measured by what you do. You can't obtain success or millions of dollars unless you go through the trial. Tyler Perry says it best when he was searching out to be successful because he had a lot inside of him. Went through all what he went through. And there was a lot of failures. But you have to be willing to go through the failures and catch those emotions and go through it. But once you go through it, guess what? The man has an army base that he has converted to a movie uh, uh, production area. He's having it his way now. He's put people on the buildings that have motivated him. So he kept his focus. Find your motivation. I don't care who is in or who you have to connect with. Find them. Search. Seek. And you are fine. This is Randall Harden, the prayers. And I thank you guys for uh, listening to my podcast. And, and, and I'll be bringing 
uh, greater things your way because my wife and I, Michelle Harden, the brand master, we, we do kingdom work. We're on a kingdom assignment. We know what kingdom is. And kingdom says that if you're going up, bring somebody with you. Don't wait till you get up. And then you have to reach way down to try to bring them up. Bring them up with you. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. When you listen to this broadcast, this podcast, like it, share it. Share it with somebody that may need some hope. Share it with somebody that's been seeking and trying to find. Share it with somebody that's down on their luck. Because everybody has something inside of them. We was just designed that way. God made us like that. Before we were formed in our mother's wombs. He knew, he knew, he knew that I would end up in prison six different times. He knew that if I continue to look for my father, I'm going to find him, but there's going to be some tests. And I wasn't ready for that test about the drugs. I didn't know anything about drugs. But years later, years later, You do the math. Exiting out of prison in 2004. Getting back connected with the love of my life since she was 13 and I was 16. God saw fit to connect me back with the woman that I truly loved that can help me. Matter of fact, she is my helpmate. She is my helpmate. Exit the Freedom was created by my wife, Michelle Harden, the brand master. And this is what she does. This is what she does. Yeah, I mumbled out the name Exit because I had a out-of-body experience. And when I told her about the out-of-body experience, which means that I had a dream, but I was able to see myself outside of my body. And I saw myself standing in a line with several guys that had white on. I didn't quite understand, but I was willing to watch this movie play out. Needless to say, I turned around And I was talking to this guy in line. Now this is me watching me turn around in this particular line. And I told a young man, man, I've been here before. Because see, nothing happens just right now. It's already happened. When I turned around and told a guy that I've been here before, the guy's response was, man, be quiet, man. You ain't been here before. This place just opened. I still don't know where I'm at though. I heard the officer say, turn around in my line and stop talking. I turned around and the first thing that my eyes was fixated on 
was an exercise. Somebody better hear me. I told my wife, I saw an exercise. She told me the interpretation of that. Which the place that I was truly at, I found out later on because I ended up going there. And when I was in line, in my own body, talking to someone behind me, the same line was quoted. I said, man, I've been here before. The guy told me, man, you ain't never been here before. This place just opened. I then heard the officer say, turn around in my line and stop talking. I turned around and I saw the exit sign. And guess what? It does mean, it does mean that I've been there before. Because I had been there before, but it was in a dream. I'm so thankful that I was watching, that I got a front row seat to see me standing in a line. Because what it truly meant was, I had a behavior problem and didn't even know it. And the place that I was at was a behavior modification program. So you have to be tested and tried. And I was always put on the spot to whereas my behavior outshined everybody. My bad behavior. Mr. Whitwell, I'll never forget him, took me up under his wings. But he exposed my behavior. Therefore, I can take my power back. And when I came home out of that place, I was better. I was so much better. Because then I could be responsible for my behavior. See, a lot of us are broken. And we have to be fixed. But we can't do it. Now, we're going to play a part in it, but we can't do it solely alone. So it was 49 people in this part, along with me, that brought my nasty behavior to me every Monday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. And they sat me in the middle of the circle. They had been dropping tickets on me bringing my negative behavior to me. That's why I say it was it was uh, illuminating, you know, amongst the people, how I felt about certain things. Even when I talk, it was negative. And people brought my negative behavior to me. The only proper response to someone bringing it to your attention or telling you to pull up on that negative behavior the response is, thank you. Not thank you, I get on top of it. Because they consider that to be a sexual slur. Because you're not going to get up on top of nothing. You're going to have to correct the behavior. Now, I've told you this, this, this out-of-body experience dream that I had for a reason. You have to be able to see yourself acting up. You have to be able to see yourself getting better. You have to be able to see yourself finding what belongs to you in this earth. When God op- offers an opportunity 
for you to get yourself together. You're going to have to see yourself getting better, getting better. You can't wonder about it. You can't guess about it. And like I said, God gave me an opportunity to see myself through an out-of-body experience. That way I'd be ready. And when the man told me in the dream, the officer told me in the dream, turn around, stop talking in my line. My eyes could have landed anywhere, but it landed on the exit sign. Here's a little joke. If you're entering inside of a building on the outside and you see an exit sign, don't go in there. Because exit signs are provided for you to know your way out. So God provided it for me in the inside. While he had my attention with me standing in line. I didn't know that I was at a behavior modification program. I couldn't understand why am I standing in line with a lot of guys that had white on. I just couldn't figure it out. But I was still seeking. I was still wondering. And when I proceeded to ask the man behind, well, tell the young man that was standing behind me that I had been there before, God had already allowed me to be there to see me in line may sound strange but things happen for reasons and sometimes reasons are known I thank you guys for listening to my podcast listen do me a favor like it and share it I'm really trying to build this platform because everybody has a story to tell but you have to been and went through something you have to been in Notice some things that need to be changed. You have to been paying attention to the people that have walked alongside of you for a reason. When I got the lesson from the older man that had about 75 years, he took a liking to me. He told me, he said, youngster, you have a great chance to be successful out there in society I said to myself somebody thinks like I do that was only a revelation that's all it was he told me all you have to do is change one thing I said wow just one thing he said just one thing I said what is that he said everything so I passed the word the message and the information on to other people. Whether you young, whether you older, or whether you old. You have to be able to take the information and put it into practice. Something as simple as you only have to change one thing. Being curious is what I said to him. When I told him, just one thing and he said yeah my next question was what's that he said everything you can't go back to the same neighborhood not if you won't change 
You can't hang around the same people. Not if you won't change. Find your motivation and move toward it. Gravitate toward it. Embrace it. Understand that God has you in the palm of his hand. If you want change, you can get it. If you want success, you can have it. If you want peace, you can afford it. This is Randy Harden the Prayers. Like my podcast. Share my podcast. I'm not trying to save everybody. I'm just trying to save somebody that need to hear my voice. My name is Randy Harden the Prayers. And I thank you guys for supporting my podcast. Thank you so much. All right, family, this is Randy Harden, the prayers, talking about finding your motivation. Listen, family, listen, listen, listen. Look beyond your usual places to find your motivation. And find that one person that have occupied time in your head or either gave you some great information or always stayed on your row about something. And I believe that that's truly... uh, 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 making you understand or allowing you to understand that there's something inside of you that needs to be awakened. And then, you know, understanding that even when you're wrong, guess what? It's okay. Because if you can admit it, then you can change it. Being the best requires some work, hard work. Exploring the unexpected Uh, Things about your potentials, uh, even when you feel like you were dealt the bad hand, that's it's listen, it's understandable, but you have to keep it moving. You have to keep it moving. And then, you know, understanding that people owe you nothing but respect. (laughs) Understanding that people owe you nothing but respect, that's it. That is it. And uh, you only have one life. So let's make this, let's make the best out of it. Let's make the best out of it. Even when you're wondering why is it that things are not coming together? Why is this happening to me? Stop, stop, stop whining and start doing. Besides why, why, why? It's like the letter Y. It's closer to the end of the alphabets. So let's, let's start with A or B. Instead of saying why all the time, why all the time, just you wondering why. That's a lot of burnt up energy. Let's take the energy and 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 forecast it. You know, therefore, you know, whatever you're trying to reach, you know, as far as your goals, you can reach it. But if you're always complaining about why this, why that, why this, you can't. No, no. no. Listen, it's it's about finding your motivation. I promised about finding your motivation. Now, now I'm, I want to bring this up. It's, it's, it's right at the top of my, my brain. So I want to talk about this even when you're wondering uh, uh, why things are not going your way and you're complaining or you're whining about it. Listen, you have to, you have to understand that you have to put forth more than just a effort. 
you have to continue to do it. For instance, if there is a rock and the water continuously come down on that rock, eventually, that's the word you want to look at right there. Eventually, it's going to make a hole in that rock. You know why? Because the consistency. You know why? Because the steady, the steady drip represents it's doing it over and over and over and over and over again. You can't stop. You have to understand that, guess what? As long as you are alive and well and you have breath running through and you have warm blood in your veins, you got to continue to move. And listen, I'm the first to say, listen, I've been there. I've been there. I've been down. You know, I've I've had hard times. I mean, real, real, real hard. I could have gave up many years ago, but why? <laughs> I said, but why? I didn't ask the question why. But I'm saying, but why? It, that's still a question, but I'm saying, why? But why? I decided not to. I could have gave up. The first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, I was in prison. <laughs> yeah, y'all didn't see that coming, and you'll catch that on the way home. I could have gave up then. The sixth time I was in prison, found myself behind bars, underground, didn't understand that my behavior got me some places that I didn't want to go. But guess what? I went willingly. I went willingly. Finding your motivation means a lot, not just to me, but it's going to mean a lot to you. So if it don't, if it don't, if it don't matter to you, well then guess what? You want to accomplish certain things. I'm moving this, this podcast into uh, motivating other people because I understand that you know uh, this this book that I read called the Holy Bible it says that what you make happen for others that God will make happen for you and yeah I got a story to tell but guess what you got a story you got a story you got a story and you got a story and so if we all telling our story guess what everybody can learn from each other my experiences is this. I've been to prison six different times. Nobody asked me why, but let me tell you why. That way you will hear from the horse's mouth. My father turned me on the crack at the age of 18. I was a good child. I was a good kid. I was a manable young man, but I was curious. I was very, very, very curious. I want to know why the bird laid the eggs in the uh, nest so I climbed the tree I remember distinctly my mama coming outside and telling me to come in and then she looked up in the tree she said boy what you doing way up there I said I'm getting the eggs out the nest she said why I said I don't know I just wanted to get the eggs out the nest and so now I tell you guys now find your motivation because everything I did that was curious to me it ended me up in some places because I was always a, a wandering child. I was trying to figure things out. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a point of, of me just trying to figure it out. I was just trying to get on the right side of the track because I was raised in, a, in, the right, in the right way. 
you know what I'm saying, as being a child and being a, a young man. But then when I found my father, I was curious again to know how would my life be? How would my life be if my father was in the household? Well, guess what? <laughs> I would have been in prison much, much earlier. I probably could have died out there using drugs. Because when I asked him to, to let me hit that, I didn't know what I was even asking. And now I'm a fast forward and now I've been home 14 years. <laughs> been clean and sober. Got married 14 years. God gave me back my girlfriend when she was 13 and I was 16. Y'all excuse my voice, but uh, <clears throat> I'm working hard. I'm working hard on these podcasts because I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. And no matter how 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 weak my voice may sound, I'm strong inside. You hear me? Now, back to the story. When I asked my father to let me hit that, I didn't know what I was asking. So be careful what you're asking for. You might just get it because I had got it. And it ended me up in prison six different times. Five different rehabs. Several women in my life. But I found out, guess what? For every man, that's one woman. That's one. And if you realize that, then you'll stop being greedy. You'll stop being curious. You'll stop being nosy. All I want to do is be an example to someone else. For everything that I lost, somebody else can gain. Finding your motivation. Let me say it again. Finding your motivation. Listen, listen. I get kind of hyped when I talk about this now because I feel like I didn't have an opportunity, but I really did. I just made the wrong choice. You don't have to make the wrong choices. If, if, if there's someone that's in your life or if you know someone uh Listen, that's always an opportunity for you to breathe, to breathe something on him, positive. I wish my father would have gave me uh, some knowledge, some wisdom, but instead he put a crack pipe in my mouth and my life went to spiraling, spiral, going down. Let me just say this like this. Cause I like to be real. I don't want nobody saying, well, I didn't understand what he said. My life went down so fast, but after it was all over, it had it, the major test came back to me again to make a decision to do the right thing. And guess where it started at? Started in prison. Started about a, about a year before I was about to get out. I had to make my mind up. And that's what you got to do as well. When I walked out of those walls, in Huntsville, Texas, <laughs> my mind was made up. My heart was right. I had took enough. And guess what? I gave enough. And when God allowed me to see my wife again, now I call her my wife because a, one, a young lady has always been uh, uh, being transformed to be a wife. And so when my wife I have now was my girlfriend when she was 13 and I was 16. It was something different about her. I understood then that 
this was my wife, but I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be exercising this at no age of 16. The tender age of 16? No. But God gave me a glimpse of my wife. And as I got older, I got mature. You know, some of us don't get mature until later on in life. Well, that was me. I was I was one of them. I probably was number one. But you live and you learn. And long as you keep living, you will learn what to do, what to say, and how to do it. So I'm telling you this here all for a reason. Find your motivation. After it was all over with, guess what my wife did? She made a movie about my life story called Exit to Freedom. Oh, I know you didn't hear me then. I know you didn't hear me, but let me say it again. My wife made a movie about my life story. If you're listening to this broadcast, I would love for you to see the movie. Now, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost. It's going to cost because it's not a bootleg movie. She went to uh, Houston Baptist University, finished with a master's in cinematology or something like that. It's something to do with filming, you know, producing and, and editing and everything. So, listen, the movie ain't but $3.99. It's an investment. It's an investment. And so, you know, you can share the movie, you know, get some people around, take a look at the movie. And when you do, I promise you, it'll change your life because it changed mine as I was looking at it in a, a, a theater in Houston, Texas called the Match Theater. It excited me all over again to see myself on the big screen, to see my wife uh, directing the movie understanding that she was going to put me in some places mentally that I had to show up. I had to tell some things that, man, that was deep down inside of me. The movie is called Exit to Freedom if you want more information about it. And this is not a plug, but then I guess it is a plug. If you want more information about the movie Exit to Freedom, reach out to me. Send me a message. Let me know what to do. Because I want to be able to inspire young men and young ladies, but especially young men, not to go the road that I chose. You don't have to go to prison. I've been six times. Guess what? You can have one of those. You can have one of those right there. You don't even have to go. If you know somebody that's that's been on drugs, I would love to speak to them. I'm offering. This is not a service. This is this is my pleasure. Let me know. This is Randy Harden, the press. Talking about finding your motivation. Everybody has to find their own. Everybody got to walk their own step. And listen, you you may not be able to walk in my shoes, but you got a pair. Walk in those and find your motivation. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. I'm going to get back at you. But I'm telling you, if you would like to see the movie Exit to Freedom, it's about my life story. My wife, Michelle Hart, the brand master put it all together. I want to be able to share it with you, but I want you to invest something in your future and find your motivation while you're doing it. Peace. All right, family, this is Randy Harden, the prayers, and uh, I'm still talking about the Gail King saga and uh, wanted to put this out here you know when you 
think about somebody else's wrongdoings, but not mention your own. But then uh, I think that's a problem because you're being transparent about somebody else's stuff, but then you can't be transparent about your own. I think that if we be transparent about our own stuff, that's just true. Uh, uh, definitely being honest about it. But then you know, you'll have less to say about anybody else. It's like sweep around your own porch instead of trying to sweep around somebody else's. And life will teach you that to talk about somebody else is wrong. But to talk about yourself and what you've been through could definitely be a strength to someone else. Now, I don't agree with anything that Gail did in the interview, but I admire Lisa Leslie for checking her in such a way to whereas she wasn't arguing with her about it when she explained that Kobe wasn't that kind of guy to want somebody to get a girl for him. And one thing that money does bring you is power. So you don't have to wonder if you can get this person or get this person. He was fresh in his marriage. He made a mistake, as we all do. And I don't think that it should have been brought up simply because the case was throughout. So when she brought it up like she did, she she understood exactly what she was doing. So I'm not going to give her a pass. But I want to bring it to the people because it was wrong. I talk about my stuff all the time, which is a testimony, you know, being turned on to drugs, end up in prison six different times. I was homeless at one time. And guess what? God brought me to so he could bring me through. Now, I can go into depth about my situation or my testimony and be okay with it because I'm telling it. Uh, the only difference between, I believe, uh, Kobe and I, he's a celebrity. He was an NBA star. He was known around the world. And when somebody attacks you in such a way to whereas you see that they don't mean you no good, like the public, when he went through that trial and then it was thrown out. Well, that's supposed to be the end of it. It don't supposed to come up again. But it seems to always come up. But when Gail King knew that this man was dead, he had passed away, and his family was still feeling some kind of way, well, right is right and wrong is wrong. She shouldn't have brought it up. But people will run and try to hide themselves on the rock when the pressure is on them. I think that she shouldn't have brought it up for the simple fact out of respect. So to me, it means that she don't have any. And so let's talk about it. Uh, you guys uh, let me know what you think about it. And uh, if you like this podcast, I appreciate it if you, if you like it and share it. And uh, we can keep it moving. And I appreciate you guys allowing me to be able to speak freely uh, on my podcast. And uh, I'm just loving this anchor uh, podcast because it's on Spotify, it's on Facebook. Uh, it can be placed on 
on Instagram. <clears throat> and so uh, I appreciate you guys liking it and sharing it. I'm building something now. But I want to be able to talk freely about everything that's going on in this world. And so uh, definitely want to revisit this again. Uh, got a good friend of mine that has a lot of information about this Gail King saga. And if I may get this opportunity once more and again, I want to be able to bring him on. But until I do, I want to continue to keep it fresh, keep it real. And so I thank you guys. My name is Randy Harden, the Prez. And I appreciate you. Thank you.